we just had a lot of money. I put in a quarter of a mil, Torrance put in, you know, a couple hundred thousand. So we was in there all in and we lost everything. Mm -hmm. So. Another episode. Uh, this one's good. I got my man Chris, uh, aka I Man, uh, on the <laughs> podcast. Y'all, for real. Um, I bring on different guests that I want to learn something from, uh, and I'm 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 blessed to have a talented uh, network. And Chris is somebody who I I call him the Renaissance Man because he is really multifaceted. You know, some of us were blessed with a narrow talent, uh, but not Chris. Man, he goes from uh, you know, fashion to modeling to uh, real estate investing to selling to business, and so man, you're just multifaceted. So we're gonna <laughs> we, we we're gonna have to do three of these episodes already. <laughs> yeah, man, it's, it's it is pretty exciting, man. Like, and I was telling you, I was so pumped up to to come out here uh, to do this with you. You know, for the past week, I'm like, man, I gotta make sure I hit this to my schedule. So crazy, but it's like I had to just make time for this, and I took off today, like to be here. <laughs> well, I, I, I sure appreciate that, man, because time is money, so it yeah. means a lot. Um, before we get into everything you're doing, uh, let's go back to, you know, origin story, man. Where, where are you from? Mm -hmm. You know, where'd you go to college? How'd you get in, into, into business and everything you're doing? So, um, originally, I'm, I'm from Dallas. I'm from Oak Cliff, but um, I'm Nigerian descent. So, when I was three months, my parents took me to Nigeria, um, and I stayed there till I was seven years old. Uh, and then came back to the States. So um, from our background and the things that we do, like you always have to work, you know, nothing was given to you. It's a struggle. And especially in some of those third world countries, you have to do a, a little bit more, well, actually a lot more than the next person, you know, because here uh, in America, sometimes we're, we're, we're ungrateful for some of the things that we do have. Mm -hmm. So sometimes that's why you see a lot of the people that are not from here come and get, all, it, come and get it. They just, <laughs> they, they nail it away, man. So, uh, so that was the biggest part of it. So I went to Duncanville High School, Duncanville. Uh, then I also went to Navarro Junior College for two years. After that, I ended up going to Southern Arkansas, okay. in Magnolia, Arkansas, small town, uh, Division II school. So and there you had to work a little bit harder, too. You know, and the reason I wanted to go to PV with my friends and, and North Texas, all those, but it, it took me going over there to Arkansas to get the opportunities that I did now, you know. So, um, and then what's so ironic, you know, we're both frat brothers. We're both, both noobs. And, um, and I was the first Neo to become Polemark in our chapter. Man. Yes. So it was just one of those deals, like, I was like, hey, whatever it is, I'm going to crush it. You know? <laughs> <laughs> so that was pretty cool, man. And, uh, and I learned a lot in the organization because I had to do a lot of speaking engagements, had to do a lot of things. I had to govern these people that's been in the bond longer than me, and they had to listen to what I'm, what I'm saying. Man. So yeah. it's a challenge, you know? Uh, then end up going to Louisiana for a little bit, did some oil and gas work, and it's crazy. In, in 2012, I had five W-2s. Five, <laughs> five W-2s, man. And I, um, I ended up working three jobs throughout that whole year, but two of them was just hit and miss. You know, I was part-timing on that, but five W-2s, I looked back, I was like, wow, you know, so 
you know, I guess the worth ethic is pretty much what got me where I am right now, you know, so. Got it. And so, um, uh, so you got that part. When did you get into like modeling and real mm -hmm. estate? Ah, perfect. So now during the time I was doing oil and gas in West Texas, so I come home here for about two weeks. Um, the first opportunity I got was with uh, Crave Magazine. Shout out to Will at Crave, Wait the Word. Appreciate that opportunity. So he's a new too, right? Yeah, he's a new too. Okay. Yeah, yeah, he's a new. So yeah, uh, he's from uh, um, Paul, no, not Paul Quinn, PV. Okay. Yeah, Zoo Boys. Zoo Boys. Um, gave him my first opportunities, and then after that, it just started blowing up. You know, a lot of other uh, photographers reached out to me. Uh, end up Instance Magazine. So shout out to Instance for that. They made me eye can of the week, and then that's when it just went crazy, you know. So, is where every yes, <laughs> <laughs> yes. So I got a lot of attention in the, the DMs as well. Everybody, I'm like, wow, you know. So that opened up a lot of doors. Uh, Nathan Paul shot shot a lot of those shots. You know, Carlos Jones shot a lot of those shots. Um, um, what's the other one? Photo of one nineteen shot some shots. So those those individuals catapulted my career. And then I had to start being strategic on who I did work with. So I was doing a lot of shots and I just slowed it down and I just more of a sniper approach, you know, on that part. Uh, but real estate. Now, real estate, this was something that just happened out of nowhere. So uh, again, like I say, I was doing oil and gas. Me, me and one of my, my line brothers, Torrance Hoy, uh, started a logistic company, right, in Shreveport. And, and it was awesome. We were like, we're our, we're our own boss. We're doing this and doing that. And so the business just went downhill. Um, I lost $110,000 of my own money. I was 125 to 50 in credit and debt. Mm. So two, a quarter of a million dollars Man. gone, you know? What, 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 what you year know? was it like? Or the this, was, this was probably in 2014 or 15, 14, okay. I think. That, that, that so, was around time oil and gas loaded up. Yeah, so we gas. got out. Yeah, yeah. So, so 2014, we got out the industry and we went on to this uh, a logistic company. Mm -hmm. So we franchised with FedEx, right? And we had trucks, we had drivers, we had routes, we did all these things. And, and it went downhill because we didn't understand the industry wholeheartedly. We just had a lot of money. I put in a quarter of a meal, Torrance put in, you know, a couple hundred thousand. So we was in there all in and we lost everything. Mm -hmm. So at this point I'm living downtown Dallas. You know how expensive that is. Uh, and I don't have a job. And I'm like, man, what am I going to do? You know, so another one of my best friends, which is a new boss, so Marcus Calhoun, um, he was working for another company. He became the manager here in a Dallas division. So he's like, hey, new, well, I got a job for you. And I'm like, nope, 100% commission. <laughs> I'm not doing it. I, I'm not doing it. I'm like, Marcus, <laughs> I'm down a quarter million dollars and you want me to go risk my life on a, a not, you know, something that's not sure. So then he was like, hey, dude. So he was like, uh, how much money are you making right now? And I'll never forget that day we was on the phone. And I was like, nothing. <laughs> you know, he's like, I mean, what do you got to lose? So I was like, all right, I'm going to dive in here first. Uh, he gave me my first opportunity. And, uh, and it's kind of crazy, and I'm so humble about it. The community I was in, they produced five uh, homes that whole year, right? And so my first full year there, which is that following year, because I started towards the end, I did around 42. Yeah, so it went from 42 to 42. Yeah, man, 42, man. And so that was so impressive, and, and it just changed my life, you know? 
Um, and then I ended up getting another opportunity with the company I am now, Perry Homes in Forney, Texas. So come and see me. Um, and and it just it just catapulted, you know. And then within the first, I would say, ten months, I became number one in the whole company. Wow. With Perry, Perry and Homes. That's, yeah. That's like a big, as a rookie. Yeah. Yeah. So so let's so let's sit on that for a minute. So. Mm -hmm. What did you do differently? Because they got five or four mm -hmm. to, to help sell so many homes, man. Man, I, I think it was one of those deals where, you know, pressure produced diamonds, you know, and it's one of those like where I'm, I'm in debt. I got all these bills. I'm $5,000 a month. I got to pay for all these other things and supporting my friends and family, you know, which we'll talk about that another time too. But um, I had no choice, you know. So I think at that point I realized, okay, um, what do I need to do to be successful? How much money I need to make in order to, uh, so sorry about the guy. So I'm like, how much money do I need to make to take care of all these bills, to take care of all these things that I have? And I have a daughter, beautiful seven-year-old Carmen. Daddy loves you. And so, I, uh, and so I had a conversation with my daughter as well. And she, she thinks everything is awesome. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> <That's good. laughs> you know, she, you get her some Pinkie Pie and Lola shots, she's good. <laughs> you know? yeah. so, um, so then I'm like, okay, well, I have to quantify if I sell this this home, this is what I'm going to make. If I sell this many, this is what I'm going to make. So then I have to realize, okay, well, what is going to take me to do this many homes to make this amount? And so I just kept working, kept grinding, you know, kept working, kept grinding. And I made a lot of mistakes, but I sold a lot of homes. So if you know me, I'm, I'm, one, of those guys, I'm one of those guys where um, I keep the main thing the main thing, you know, and, and it was exciting, man. Bumped a lot of heads. Um, made a lot of great connections during the process and then just referrals kept pouring in. Mm -hmm. So now a lot of my business is just referrals, mm -hmm. you know, and I think that's what made me that successful. And, and so I'm I'm going I'm to I'm stay there for a little bit more so because mm -hmm. we, we, we skipped a little bit. So you build relationships. Mm -hmm. um, wh what would you say? So when you when you wrote down the plan for how, how much you got to do, then what was the next step? How did you bring because you got to bring the people in right you got to go grab yeah, and say that's come true. Deal with <laughs> over grand or, yeah yeah you know, exactly it's, it's competitive, man. It's competitive man, it's, it is so competitive man it's ridiculous and then uh and then where i'm at is is juggernauts you know all the builders next to me and all those sales professionals are amazing one guy's been here for 35 years the other guy i competed with he was one of the top guys where his company now he's an area manager you know for his company you know um and he's always say, hey, Chris, if you ever want to come over here, come on over here, too. <laughs> you know? and, and guys, I kid you not, one of the things that is so important, and we'll get back onto it, is making yourself a commodity, you know, and actually making, giving yourself options. You know, so right now, if, if, I, if my company, something happens, I have five companies I can start tomorrow. You know, so I'm okay. I choose to be here. So it's like with everything you do, you don't want to be, um, shackled to them or be at their mercy. Right. You know, like I love my company, I love what I'm doing. I choose to be here. Mm -hmm. You know, it's not because of what they pay me. It's not because of anything else. Like I could quit tomorrow and still make the same amount of money doing everything, but I choose to be here. It's my choice. You know, uh, and a lot of people they feel like they have to work for this company, they have to do this. You know, but I mean that's what that's give you that freedom. You yeah. know, yeah, no, um, more like a contractor. Yeah, exactly, exactly. So. Uh, the relationships, I would say, is pretty much what catapulted me in all those industries. With, mm -hmm. with the modeling, with the, uh, the fitness stuff, with the real estate, um, with the investments. You know, so that, I think that was the biggest key 
And then it, it also helped me with all these other traits. So I got better with my negotiating. I got better with my closing. I got better with my speaking. I got better with listening. Um, also, uh, everything that is just, it's just hand in hand. It's a domino effect. Um, so, I mean, it, it's, I can go on and on on that part, man. But you, and that's why I brought up relationships, man, because mm -hmm. I think a lot of people think about successful people and business people as mean people. You know, and, and, and I found it, you know, people that are doing it themselves, not, you know, there's so many people that I've seen who inherited it. They didn't work for it. Mm -hmm. But I found the people that are, you know, aggressively going to get it. They're like genuinely nice, you know, and yeah. they're, and they're like givers. Right. And when I yeah. met you, you know, we met another new Rick. Yeah. So I met you, you just had like a genuine spirit. You know Appreciate what I'm saying? That, man. And, and, um, and I, so I knew, I was like, man, he's probably successful because he like, he's just a helper and people yeah. like him, man. And people think, to be successful in business, you gotta, you gotta be, be me, you gotta be hard up, and yeah. yeah. <laughs> and it's so it's so crazy. Um, um, I helped my sister get a vehicle uh, yesterday, and uh, the person there, we we I'm, we I never bump heads. You know, it's always it's never gonna be me. You know, that's gonna be a personal situation with that other person, but I'm gonna help them fix it. You know, during a negotiation, mm -hmm. right? And so, um, and, and a lot of people have that 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 form of aggression because they feel like this person wants, wants what I have, right. you know? And so a lot of times consumers in any aspect, even relationships, you know, you have to understand that you don't have to get whatever's, whatever's in front of you. You don't have to make that deal. You don't have to do this, you know, like never operate in desperation, mm. you know? So, and, and that's the key thing with everything. Whenever you're desperate, my, uh, <clears throat> my fifth grade science teacher, Mr. Kirkpatrick, told me this he said desperate people do desperate things you know so that stuck in my head and it's like i will never get in a situation where i'm desperate and i can compromise my integrity to to move ahead you know uh it's very hard to do but once you get that locked and loaded the sky's the limit you know and people can feel when you're desperate mm -hmm. you know um like, man you can feel it and so they're like oh i got them i got them on the edge i'm gonna push them off you know so uh, it is, and it's so cool, and, and I can admit to it, like, last month was one of my slowest months in the industry, and that, and that was by choice, because I want to take some time off with my family, with my friends, and my daughter, and leave the sales and everything where it's at. So, um, and, I, and I already know some of my managers are looking at this, too, and my apologies for, you know, <laughs> making you a couple million <laughs> Sorry, guys, but I need some me time. Um, so, and so I know... Now I have the ability to do whatever that dollar amount is every month. If I want a $4,000 check, I can do that. If I want a, a $45,000 check in a month, I can do that, you know? Mm -hmm. So, and I know what it takes to get those things, mm -hmm. you know? Um, and, and I thank you for allowing me to be here because your time now is more valuable than the money, mm -hmm. you know? And we both are people that value our time. So, you know, you, you have to have that balance because that's true wealth, you know? True wealth is not monetary. It's just really being okay and with the people that you're around, the people that you love, and being able to to not worry about a lot of things. Now, money is important because it, it fortifies you the opportunity to help and do more and be who you really are truly, you know, so. Um, and, and, and I, I want to get to negotiation in a second, but mm -hmm. you hit on something that I think is like, is key. You, you know how like there's like these puzzles in life, right? Yeah. Where to get what you want, you actually have to do something that is opposite of what you think you should do to get it. Meaning, yeah. meaning forever, man, I, you know, I would, I would struggle with the whole, 
um, you know, the Bible verse, give without, give without um, expectations. Expectations, yeah. You know, give without yeah. expectations. And I, I, I you know, like yeah. you mentally understand it, mm-hmm. you know, but until it gets in your soul, you don't know what it talks about. But, That's but, true. But then, but then you say, oh, okay, if, if I want to get, mm-hmm. I have to become a giver. That's true. Right? And, and, yeah. and, and a giver in the sense where, it's in who I am mm-hmm. and I'm not look when I'm giving to this person or this person or this person or this thing or this thing is it, it, it's not expecting that to pay off. It's just yeah. putting it out there in the world That's true. and the world pays you back, which That's is true. hard. Right. Yeah. And so it went to what, when you were talking about, um, um, desperation, mm-hmm. right. I mean, you and I both, I mean, we've, we've been in business for a long time mm-hmm. and there are, time periods where I'm financially strapped yeah. and just stressful. But I know if I take that into the meeting, mm-hmm. they're going to sense it and I'm not going to get it. what I want. You know, it's like, like you said, because they can sense it. So you have to almost go opposite, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying? And be in a position where you're like, I can, I can walk away, but I really don't want to walk away. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> man, Phil, that's so, that's so true, man. And it was so crazy. Uh, when my sister and I were doing a test drive yesterday, and she loved both of the vehicles. And I was like, hey, sis, I understand your situation. Yes, our monthly is where we wanted to be, but I want you to be prepared to walk away. And she didn't understand it at first. I was like, hey, sis, be prepared to walk away because um, that's, that's what might happen, you know? And then at that point, and ironically, though, we end up getting the better of the vehicle and 50 bucks less than the cheapest price that they gave us, oh, right? Wow. And we got interest rate down. So that's what I'm saying. Like, and, and even though you're desperate and you, and you, well, you feel as if you are, you know, you can't exude that, you know? Um, and then as far as giving, and I want you guys to really think about this because people like ourselves, we always want to give monetary things to, to people. And a lot of time, giving can be what's going on right now. Because Philip has given me the opportunity to talk to people. Philip has his show. And a lot of people are charging thousands of dollars for what he's doing for free. So this is him giving, you know. And, um, and by me talking, this is me giving. Because we've all been in seminars. Yeah, you've all been in seminars where they're like 500 bucks, 1500 3000 you know, to get this free information that you're getting right now. So it's like, you know, we always, I'm grateful to be able to give. He's grateful to be able to give. And people should be grateful to receive, you know, and vice versa, you know. So that's the cool thing about it. Like, even when you are strapped, like, I've had many moments when I've been strapped. Like, I'm an expert at being broke. I probably, <laughs> <laughs> I could probably, you know, be broker than the brokers, you know. I've uh, been homeless, slept in cars, all those things, but I don't even talk about it. So I'm like, I'm an expert at that. So now I'm working on how to be financially stable on the wealth I expect. You know, I'm getting better at that. You know, so um, that that's just the whole, you know, thing of it. It's, it's, it's real, man. So nego- negotiation, man. This is kind of along the same lines, but uh, mm-hmm. let's let's talk about negotiation because this is also, I think, a, um, uh, you know, uh, when I say American, I mean, uh, you've been in America for a generation. So Americans mm-hmm. typically we don't like negotiate. Yeah. Like, but I find people that are that are. Um, not from America mm-hmm. um, or newly to America mm-hmm. are great negotiators or at least yeah. willing to negotiate. That's true. So, so, so you have that, but then you also um, have a finesse of negotiation, right? Which I think is mm-hmm. the upper level, right? First, first is the <laughs> yeah. to negotiate. Yeah, exactly. Then negotiating people are like, man, I walked away. 
and I feel like we both won. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. How, 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 <laughs> oh man, like um, it's what like, I love negotiating. I I really do. You know, and and we all do it. The best negotiators, they're about three feet tall and probably under the age of ten. Kids, <laughs> Kids are amazing at negotiating. And so when you become a better negotiator, three things are gonna happen. You know, you're either you're gonna save yourself more money, you're gonna make more money, and most importantly, you're gonna save yourself time. Also, that person that, that you're negotiating with. You know, um, one of the things, I don't know if it was during the, the Vietnam War, it was some war that we had with an Asian country, I think it was China. And and then also with negotiation, you have to be patient. So the US ran it. Uh, I want to say I rented some hotels for about three weeks, or I think it was like three weeks to a month. China, they bought condos. So they were prepared to be there for the long haul. And guess who won that negotiation? It wasn't the U.S. You know, so, <laughs> so I mean, that's, that's just what it is. You got to be prepared. And, and a lot of things is always knowing information, right? Whether it's knowing yourself, knowing that person, knowing the product, knowing the service, you really have to have that knowledge, that, that product knowledge and whatnot. Uh, also being patient during negotiation. And most importantly is listen. You know, listen during that process because the person you're talking to is actually going to be the one that's going to answer your questions. You know, so, so that's the thing about us as people, as humans, we tend to talk a lot more than we need to, you know, and and a lot of people are so self-centered these days that they tend to talk about themselves. You know, whenever I'm with a family or whenever I'm with someone, I'm always asking them about themselves. I'm finding out what's going on with them, you know? And, and then with that too, the most like pleasant thing, and we've all probably heard this before, is to hear your name. So when I'm talking, I'm like, hey, Philip, you know, Philip, I agree. I'm gonna keep re repeating your name. And then you gotta think about it like this. People are so self-centered extremely self-centered that they always think something is about them. So say you're walking down a grocery store, you're walking down the street and somebody say, hey, you, we all turn around. <laughs> they gotta be talking about me. <laughs> it's like 30 other people. They're like, hey, we turn around because, oh, it's me. I won, you know, I'm the person they're looking for, you know? So, so with that, I always try to give people what they want, you know? And, and I love the fact when, when you said win-win, right? Uh, because a great deal is whatever you agree upon, whatever that person agree upon, whether it's too much, too little, that's a great deal. But what's made me successful is that I've always demonstrated how I'm going to help that person and how they're going to feel good about the deal. You know, um, it's one of those things because, and, and you got to think about this, about 97 people, 97% are horrible at negotiation. I don't care how good you think you are, you're horrible. You know, I don't think, I don't care how good I think I am, I can get better. So you have to understand this. So the more you understand yourself, that buyer or that person or their wife or whatever the case may be, that's going to make you better as far as negotiating. And, and what I always try to do is, is give people options. Um, options are very important, you know. And when you think about it, say you're, you're dating someone, right? Or you're looking for a guy or a girl and both of them, are ugly or unattractive in your eyes, using eye of the beholder, you you have a hundred percent chance that you're gonna be with somebody that's unattractive. You know, but <laughs> if you or 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 let's say uh, not as hardworking or not as diligent, all these different things, it doesn't have to be physical, not as smart, not as spiritual, not as this as that, 
But if you have a collective of people or you're courting or you're considering, okay, this person has this quality, this person has this quality, I have a high percentage chance of getting someone that has this type of quality, mm -hmm. you know? Um, and then also with negotiation, you always have to think about, okay, again, am I willing to walk away? You know, um, am I, is this deal worth me staying here and sufficing? Now, sometimes you have to understand that that person or that negotiation can actually fortify you more opportunities. You know, like, for example, if you, if you have a landlord, right, and they're getting ready to go on rent, you're, you're paying $1,500 a month, and they're telling you they're going to go to 2000 So um, you're thinking, okay, well, dang, how can I afford 2000 So you're like, all right, if I pay this $2,000 next year, they might not go up as much. If I try to haggle them and, like, no, I'm not doing it, when they do go up, it might be more than 2000 so you have to think about, okay, well, I have another unit with this, 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 this tenant, I mean, this landlord, and he's opened up another one. What's going to make sense? You know, is it going to be the short term? If you feel like you don't leave in a year, get the lowest amount, you know? Um, so it's all these different variables that you have to think when you're, when you're negotiating. And, and, in, and in turn, let's talk about this. Most people that are in a positive mind frame are probably about 30, 31% smarter whatever whatever situation is going on you're going to make 31 percent smarter decisions right so and then you also have these things and, and notice when i went to philip i smile right so so we have what's called mirror um re receptors right so when i smile it's going to make philip smile when he smiles i'm smiling right so then i'm changing the dynamics of the environment to where we're both feeling good Right. So and I want I want you to challenge yourself. Think about whenever you was driving in road rage. Road rage is one of the worst things you can have. Mm. And people make the dumbest decision when they had road rage. Right. <laughs> or someone upset them when you was a little kid and you got into a scuffle. You was upset. So when you're angry, upset, low, low vibes, you make irrational decisions. That's just what it is. But when you're feeling good, when you're when you're when you have a positive frame of mind, you make better decisions, you know, 31% more, you know, and that's how I come with negotiation because, for example, if Philip and I are talking and we're both aggressive and bumping heads, we're both going to make some bad decisions. But if we're both happy and we're okay and we're understanding of each other and we're both knowledgeable of what's going on, we're going to make a better decision where it's going to, you know, profit, you know, both of us, you know, so. Yeah, no, man, I, I, I think you hit it on the nail. I think you said it because I was thinking. That's the abundance mindset. Man. Yeah. The abundance mindset. Yeah, man. man. It's, it's, it's unlimited, you know, opportunities for everybody. That's true. And, and, if, and if you know that, hey, it's funny, man. I read, um, I mean, you know, I'm, I'm afraid to admit it, but I used to be a fan of, uh, of Trump. Oh, okay. I mean, you know, I was too. Yeah, like, I had his time. Yeah, like, yeah, I, I, I had but, yeah. you know, he, uh, in college, I wrote a book, I read one of his books. I forget what it was called. Um, but it was about negotiating, man. And, mm -hmm. and, and, it, and it was, he, he gave like an exercise where, uh, he just said, just for a week, just try to negotiate things that you think that's mm -hmm. unnegotiable. Right. Mm -hmm. So, I, you know, so I'm on campus. I'm like, all right, I'm about to, uh, I'm about to get my apartment renewed. I'm, <laughs> yeah. I'm gonna negotiate my rent. Yeah. I just went and asked, and they were like, "Yeah, sure, you can have a hundred bucks off." And I was like, "Whoa, Whoa. yeah, it's just, it's just mind blowing, man. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. Mind blowing, you know." And, and and I'm glad you you said that because I always tell my friends and family that everything is negotiable. It does not matter. Everything is like it has to make sense, you know. 
prime example yesterday when he was like, hey, this is what it is. It's going to be this amount. This is what the car is going to pick. Man, I was like, okay, that's, that's fine. You know, he was a very skilled guy. been doing it 35 years or whatnot. Uh, but I was confident in myself, and I was humble enough to go back and get exactly what I wanted, you know, and more, mm -hmm. you know, from a guy that's been doing it 30-plus years, probably as, as long as I've been alive, you know. Um, and then that's another thing, too. Like, if you don't constantly work on your craft, constantly put those positive vibes in your head, you can get lazy. And then you're going to have a guy like myself or like Philip going to come in and they're going to dominate it. It's just what's going to happen and make you feel good during the process, you know. Um, how, how, how much do you feel of it is um, kind of what you were saying before, the, the nonverbal, meaning a lot of people think it's, it's being smarter or having a better pitch. But how mm -hmm. much of it really think you – how much of it do you really think is like the nonverbal control of the environment? About 90%. I, I, I thought about, you would say that. Yeah, about 90%. You know, because um, people, people, you can say stuff, you can do stuff. It, it doesn't even matter, but everybody's going to remember how you made them feel. Mm. You know, so it doesn't even matter what you said to them, what you did, but they'll remember that feeling that they had once they left. You know, so a lot of it is nonverbal. Now, verbal is some things you have to do because you have to listen. Now, when people are, are verbalizing their things, I'm listening to it. But what I'm doing, I'm, I'm communicating for the body language, my hand, hand movement, my face, my, my smiling. And then you have to be very genuine when you are negotiating, right? Because now everyone is smarter. Now, the person, whether it's a salesperson, the ones that are struggling, that are not doing well, are the ones that, that are not understanding that people are smart, people are smarter, you know, so people are going to go Google, they're going to go uh, KBB, Carfax, they're going to ask a friend that did the same thing, they're going to, uh, they're going to get other opinions of things, so you have to first understand that people are smarter, and you have to treat them with this respect, and understand that they're smarter, right, because the moment where you, you make them feel inferior, or you lie to them, or you um, try to be deceiving, you lost all credibility, you lost everything, you know? And most of the times, I would say majority of my deals is that I'm really just explaining because I don't sell anything. Mm -hmm. I've never sold anything in my entire life. I'm just there to solve your problem, right? You're, you're telling me whether you're going to get this product, get this home, get this car, um, write the contract, because I'm giving you all the information, Right. Now, because the thing is, the more you know, the better, because people are naturally lazy. They're smart, but they're lazy. Mm -hmm. They're not going to go do, do the things that you were doing. <laughs> so I was like, all right, well, I'm listening to this guy. Okay, the, the kids is, is good at this. Okay, they like sports. They like soccer. You know, the wife, she, hairdresser, et cetera, right? So this home has all these different things. So I'm going to be like, well, guys, one thing I want you to understand is that we do have a soccer field here for your kid. I noticed you said Samantha loves soccer. Um, and the great thing about this floor plan is by the soccer field and then the bathroom does have that large mirror that you can use to do your makeup and do your, your, your stuff for your, you know, your hair, your dress. So I'm already satisfying mm -hmm. the things that they told me that they want. I didn't know that before they, they, they came in here. You know, they don't care about energy efficiency or, or hers rating or the paint. She cares about soccer and a nice mirror in the master band. So that's all I'm going to talk about. Hey, I, I, and I already know how you're going to answer this, but I'm curious about it. How, how many times has somebody come in there and they, they've told you what they wanted and you knew you couldn't deliver? How many times have you said, hey, man, like, we're, we're probably not a fit for you? 
Oh man, I've said that a lot. <laughs> <laughs> I've said that a lot. <laughs> and, and, yeah. I knew, and I knew you were going to say that because it goes with what you were saying before. I think, I think the science is not out yet about mm-hmm. how much, you know, how much is communicated non-verbally mm-hmm. and then go on feeling. I give you like an example, like they were, when they were building over here, it was mm-hmm. one dude, you know, I thought they were first Texas, mm-hmm. and it wasn't the company; it was just him. Mm-hmm. I met him, and I just told my wife. And in three seconds, I don't like this dude. Wow. From them, you know? Yeah. And, and I don't, I still don't know what it was, but it's, it's so it. much stuff that you feel, but you can feel when somebody's genuine. Like, mm-hmm. you know, and, and I think I knew you would say you turn people down where it wasn't the right fit mm-hmm. because your vibe is honesty, right? Yeah. Because people can meet somebody and 80% of the time know what the audience, there's still some yeah. people that, that are good, but yeah, over, yeah, that's true. And it's so strong because you have to think about it that you want the best for that person genuinely because two things are gonna happen, right? They're either gonna buy from you or they're not gonna buy from you. But when they don't buy from you, they're gonna send people that will buy from you. Mm-hmm. You know, so if you if you treat everyone the same, transparent, honest, like you're gonna have so much abundance, like Phil was saying, that it's, it's, not, it's not a shortage of energy, right? So, so that's what I would say. That's what made me successful, and that's what made other sales professionals or people in other industries successful because they're honest, right? And then it's like you're not desperate. Like I'm, I'm gonna sell a home. I'm gonna sell a car. I'm gonna uh, make good investments. I'm gonna, I'm gonna do all these things. It's a, it's a given. It's gonna be ebb and flow. Where it's gonna be times I might sell less homes or less cars or this and that, and that's gonna be time where I'm gonna crush it and I'm gonna do seven or eight or ten a month on all those rims, but the the more transparent you are and then the more honest you are. And my thing is like I was telling Philip, it's so crazy. And this is us being transparent. I'm like, uh, bro, I kept messaging you one time and you told me like 10 times, 9.45, 9.45, right? You know, so that goes to show you I have so much in my mind that if I'm honest a hundred percent of the time, I have I I mean it's gonna stay consistent. You know, when you when you either lie or fabricate or you're not as honest, you're gonna forget what you said. You just gonna forget. I don't have that type of time or energy to put in saying something that's not true, like at all. <laughs> you know, like even in relationships, I'm like, I, they know more about what I've done than I know. You know, I'm like, did I say that? So I must have. You know, so I mean, I'm not denying anything. You know, so but that was made. That's what makes me feel good and help me sleep at night is that when you're honest and transparent nothing falls back on you, you know? And when you are negotiating with people, when you are promising things, people will throw you under the bus every time they can to get whatever they want. But if you're continuously be honest and transparent, I mean, nothing, only good can come from it, you know? Mm-hmm. Like, seriously. Yeah, yeah. No, that's, that's dope, man. <laughs> let's, 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 let's go through the five questions that I, that I ask everybody. It's mm-hmm. kind of like my market research. Yeah. The first one, is um and you know I'm gonna cut this fan on. <laughs> See, I'm talking so much that hot breath is just warming up the room. You know, But um, what would you tell 22 year old uh, Chris if you can go back in time and sit down with 22 year old Chris? What kind of advice would you mm-hmm. give? I would I would probably tell 22 year old kid Chris to to read more. You know, when I first came to the U.S., like, my reading was subpar, was horrible, great in math, but was always had that insecurity on the reading part. So I would just tell the 22-year-old to read more. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. And um, as far as company, so 
try to find out what companies are doing things the right way. So mm -hmm. whenever you spend money, it don't have to be splurging, but what three companies you give your money to that you feel good about it. So when you transact mm -hmm. with them, you're like, man, I love, I love. You feel them. good yeah. about that. Philip Hobbs, he's, he has a, a barbecue spot over in uh, in DeSoto. He's very, a lot of integrity, you know. I give him my money. Uh, Chick-fil-A is always awesome. They're just so nice, you know. It's like, I really don't want that, but you're so nice. I mean, I'm here, you know. <laughs> I, I give him that. Um, I feel good about paying the gym, whichever gym membership it is, because physical health is important. Mm -hmm. So I really feel good about that. Um, and then also, I feel good really just investing in my friends that have great ideas, you know, because if it's a good idea and I've assessed it, I understand that it's going to help me and it's going to help them. You know, that's, that gives me the ultimate satisfaction is when people around you are growing too, because you never want to be the guy that has all the money, all the things, because then you get to the point where some people just start using you, you know, so investing in my friends, uh, I love that, especially when it's something that makes sense for, for everyone. You know, got it. Got it. Um, so news, man, where do, you, where do you get your news? And what I mean specifically is, is it uh, email newsletters? Mm -hmm. Is it social media, internet, how, how, you know, or actually yeah. newspapers? How do you get I would, man, I, I, I don't have cable, don't watch much TV, so I'm uh, unplugged from the matrix, you know. Um, social media is one also. I do a lot of YouTube. And, um, whenever something I think about, I just YouTube it. You know, right now I'm thinking about buying a Tesla, so I've been YouTubing it for the last few days. I'm gonna drive one today to see if it's a good fit for me. Um, and really just just up, talking to other educated people because, for example, and this is how I monetize and leverage my time. So I have all these other people that I can pull from to get these ideas. Nigel Redman, you know, I, I talk, I lean on him. Marcus Calhoun, uh, Ivory Evans, so. I have a good circle around me, and those guys are are reading newspapers, watching this, you know. So I'm like, I'm let y'all do the work, and y'all tell me what's up. Hey, no, it's real. It's real. It's sufficient too. Um, uh, next question is, when you do get a chance to get some screen time, mm -hmm. what are like movies that you watch? and or shows oh man i'm a i'm an action buff um uh, super excited for you know the, the the avengers coming out game of thrones i got hooked on that so i i've, I've been binging it you know um uh, what else sports movies are good sometimes but i'm all about action you know uh john wick like i'm that's what i'm into huh. like stuff like that huh. sniper yeah. stuff <laughs> who you got john wick or frank castle John Wick, man. John Wick, man. They killed the dog. <laughs> <laughs> they killed the dog, man. But the, 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 the Frank Castle on Netflix sucks. The real Frank Castle, uh, it is kind of tough, man. It, it, it is tough. Man. What about you? Who you got? I thought Frank, man. I thought, I thought they did Frank. I mean, they did Frank on was, Netflix. Like, yeah, he, it was something I couldn't watch, the, man. I the real like, Frank is bad he, to the bone. The real Frank is worse. The comic book Frank is worse than Netflix. He's, he's, he's a monster. Like... Yeah. yeah, they did kind of make him a little. Yeah, it made him soft. Now, that's why, because I'm thinking of Netflix, Frank Castle versus John Wick. So, John Wick, but if it's a comic book, I'm going with probably Castle. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Comic yeah. book Castle is a bit. He, he's borderline a bad guy. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> he has no empathy. Like, he's just yeah. savage, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Mm -hmm. uh, side note, have you watched that poll on Netflix yet? Yes. I, I'm actually 
sperm I had on it. I think I got a, a little bit. Yeah, but polar, polar's nice. Yeah, I hope, nice. I hope it turned into a season. Yeah, I uh, hope so too, man. I hate that when you get hooked on something and then they just end it. Yeah. You yeah. know, yeah, polar, polar's nice. Um, so then uh, one last question is um, books, man. So you mentioned you started reading books. What are, mm -hmm. what are the top three books you've either read recently or of all time? Top three books recently. Um, I've I've read a little bit of Rich Dad Poor Dad. Everyone's read that. Not all of it. Um, what's another one that I've read? I'm more of a podcast guy. I was talking about investments and like ideologies and stuff okay. like that. So, um, listen to uh, what's that? Antonio. I can't think of his name. He's a sales guy. Talk, listen to him a little, little it's bit. It's like a. Is it like a D? Like an Italian type? Yeah, 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 yeah. So, so that. Uh, man, I'm more of a streaming type guy. Okay, yeah, yeah. What is some good yeah. podcast or audio? So, uh, of course, yours is awesome. Antonio is awesome. Uh, Grant Cardone, uh, I listen to him sometimes too. And and then the thing about it, guys, like all these people, like you just they're not they're not end all be all, you know. So don't don't understand. Don't feel like whatever this person is saying is golden. Now they're gonna have a couple nuggets here and there that you pull from. Mm -hmm. Overall, like you write your own story. So when I listen to these guys or I read up on these guys. I take it for face value, you know, because um, they have a lot of good stuff. You know, some are might be so extreme in their way that nothing else works. I disagree. Yeah. I totally disagree with that. So um, that's that's kind of like where I'm at. You know, I'm, I'm I'm confident in my decision. And then sometimes I've, I've made decisions or didn't make a decision where I could have made a substantial amount of money, but I was okay with that because that's how I felt. So you got to be okay with that. Don't don't bite yourself in the bud or, or, or shoot yourself in the foot and say, man, I missed out. You didn't miss out. You know, like my man says, abundance, abundance, man. Abundance, man. Yeah. I, I think that's just it. <clears throat> I heard it. And it mm -hmm. just takes a while for it to get in your soul. Yeah. You, you just realize, kind of like the matrix of these shows, man, you mm -hmm. realize once you unplug and then you just realize that, say, man, anything I want in this world, yeah, you know saying, I can get, you know, if I have, the right mindset, the right philosophy, yeah. and, I and I don't force it. You know, that's true. That's and, and, true and like man. you said, you're you're true to yourself. Yeah. You, you know, every almost you know, and, and you probably agree with this. I think people get in trouble when they try to be somebody else. Yeah, that's true. That's else. true, man. You know, and that that's a, that's like a struggle or a cancer that that happens now because social media, everyone's putting their best foot forward. You mm -hmm. know, and everyone's like, oh man, I want this person's life, or I want this. You know, um, nah, it's not like that. It's not. It's not real. You know, I would say majority of the stuff I put out is real. You know, majority of the stuff you put out is real too. But you have a lot of counterfeited situations where you know those people are successful or they are doing these things, but it's not always like that. You know, mm -hmm. you you always find a lot of people that are millionaires and they still commit suicide, or, or people that or might be super attractive, or some girl super attractive, but she's she's insecure. You know. So your reality is your reality, and you have to embrace that. You know, um, that's what I think. So I, I would say never keep up with the Joneses. You know, I love clothes. If I paid the price, at, like at a major store for what I wear, I'll be completely broke. So I, <laughs> I have to find avenues. You know, like I love traveling. You know, so now I have ways where I can travel, and it's not as expensive. You know, I love vehicles. Now I have ways to where I can get the cars I want and not paying stick a price, you know. Uh, so I always find out ways for things that I really, really like to minimize the cost of enjoying that, you know, uh, so. That's dope. Yeah. I do got one last question for you, because it's something, it's something you also do, 
that uh, I just personally like struggle with, man. Right. So I, I've consistently like got my 10,000 steps. Nice. Uh, <laughs> yeah. You know, for like the last year, winter kept killing me. I started yeah. the last three years. And yeah. winter would just kill me. So this winter, I made it because I just, you know, got a gym membership and then we had a, something built here. So I would just go in the cold because I'm not going to walk in the cold. Right? Yeah, exactly. So I do that, but like working out, man, I used to bench 295, believe it or not. Man. I believe that. Back, I believe back, it. Back, back, back in the day, Whatever you tell me, I don't believe it. I, I, I'm, 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 I'm living y'all like anything I got, it's like, it's like residuals of 10 years ago work, man. So oh, like, man. How do you consider, and, and, my, and my struggle is, mm -hmm. you know, if, if I'm putting my energy and effort around building a business and making mm -hmm. money, if things are going well, I work out more. Yeah. But then when I'm like really challenged in something, yeah. you know, either business or family or something, then I just, the workout just checks out. How do you consistently do Man. it? Because you've been doing the same yeah. thing. You never stop. Really. I really never stop. Picked up strongly February. So, and, and, and I like when you use the word consistency, and I'm going to give you guys a true definition of consistency. Um, and, and I want this to stick and resonate. So basically being consistent is, doing the things you committed to do when that emotion that you felt when you committed is gone, right? Because when you're at a pep rally or whenever you're motivated, you watch Rocky, I love Rocky, you know, and um, you're pumped, right? You have all the juice, like you, you dripping, you know, you, you're in the gym, you're doing all this other stuff, but then you have those down days when you was like, man, I'm not feeling it, you know? So, so it's like, you always have to revert back, okay, I need to do what I said I did, even though I don't feel like it. And then you have to set realistic goals for yourself, right? And it's like, okay, if I do this, like I have a couple of buddies that where I'm like, all right, well, this week we're going to do 100 push-ups every single morning just to start it off, right? And that's attainable. That Whenever you get done, you get done. But at least you do that 100. And so you, you're training your mind to always hit that, you know, and, and it becomes simple to you, right? And so I told myself, I'm going to sprint them out if I work out every day for, like, for the next three months. I've been doing it. Right. So and then on those days where you might do 300 push up that whole day, you might run five miles, but you've always hit your mile. You've always hit your hundred. So your minimum requirements is always met. So on those days where you're feeling good, you're going to do a immaculate. Those days when you're not feeling so good, you're going to do the things that are going to keep you moving forward, you know, because change is inevitable. It's nothing gonna stop think change you're either gonna go up you're gonna go down right so if you constantly do things and progress and move forward that's the that's what you want you know yeah consistency yeah. man that's probably what it is man my my, my ego i'm like this is what i used to do i got man don't you worry about no I'm, ego you know every day i can start with something like yeah this. just this some some small and attainable you know because people have these new year resolutions which i mean i really don't believe in them because you can start something every day you know like it's, it's good to have it because it's better than nothing right so but you can be like all right well this week this is what i'm gonna do or the next three days. Like, it's just those small things. Like, you can't eat an elephant at one time. It's a bite at a time, right? So, so that's what's important is like, all right, well, this is what I want to do. So I know, and humbly speaking, if I was to get in the gym with someone, there's not too many people that's going to match up with me at all if I really take it there, you know? So then, then that's because I've been consistent in training myself uh, to where I want to be. And it's something that I do as far as like a therapy, you know? So that's, that's the gift God gave me as far as like the gym I, is my therapy session. It's my counselor. So I can go in there and do that and relax. And 
I do most of my thinking when I'm working out, you know, and I'm like, I'm not worried about the, the world, I'm not worried about this, I'm not worried about that. So that's what you have to find. Like, for example, it might be walking. Somebody likes to walk. It might be the push-ups. Some people like, or like sit-ups, you know. And then when you are working out, what's going to make you great is tackling the things that you don't like to do. You know, like hit that, hit that first, right? Like, because I hated doing cardio, right? So I did it first. And then I started working out. You know, like I, I hate full sit-ups. Like, I don't even do full sit-ups at all. I'm not going to even think about that right That's now. That's what I'm saying, right? <laughs> at all. But, all right, but I like crunches. So I find different ways, and then I understand my body. Like, people send me, hey, hey, man, send me a workout. Send me this, send me that. I would love to do that, but I don't have anything written down. It's all up here mm. because I've conditioned myself, which I am going to start writing it down and sending it to people as well. Um, but I'm like, hey, just get in the session with me. You know, let me give you a little bit of everything so you can do it yourself, you know, so... Um, that's how I feel like when I do personal training, like I want to get them to where they're self-dependent, you know, they're yeah, independent. That's a new business, man. You do like a $10 a month subscription service, you get a workout. <laughs> yeah, we're going to talk about that. I'm telling you, I'm telling you, man. Like, <laughs> like I think about so much stuff, man. And, um, and I always try to like, whoever I get in front of, I want to make them better, you know, after we get done talking, you know what I'm saying? So it's like, whatever, it doesn't matter if they're selling pumpkins, you know, in the winter. You know, just just talk to me. We're gonna figure it out. Yeah, I get the yeah. pumpkin, so. Man, you said that. I was like, I was like, oh man, that's, you know, you go ahead and get about a hundred thousand people on that mug. That's it. Let's money. do it, man. That's, hey, you see that? Make some money, man. Hey, 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 <laughs> I appreciate you. Thank oh, you. likewise, you know, man. I appreciate you.